I hope that uh, everyone uh, got one of the uh, individual uh, communion communion cups. We're, we're not ready to start passing yet, and that also holds true uh, with the, uh, the contribution. You'll find the contribution plates out in the foyer if you'd like to uh, drop your contribution in there. We're not ready to, to do those sort of things yet. We're not ready to send the children back to classes uh, yet. We're, we're hoping... We're hoping that sometime soon we can, we can move on from all of this, not only at our church services, but, but just our life in general, hoping that we'll be able to move on from this uh, uh, very soon. Uh, I was thinking uh, about the individual uh, communion cups. The, I, I have always, this is embarrassing for me to say at my age, that top little cover where you get the unleavened bread, I've always struggled to get that thing off. And I usually turn around and hand it to one of my grandkids and let them get started. This morning, I am so proud to say, I started it myself. I did it myself, and I, I generally can't. And, and I'm sorry to say, sometimes that unleavened bread, well, it tastes a little bit like a piece of cardboard, I know. But uh, we're, we're, we're trying to... Uh, to take all of the precautions that we can. Now, that's the purpose of all of this, and that's the purpose of... Uh, uh, there's a lot of folks sitting right over here uh, in the kitchen area uh, right now. We're just trying to keep our distance and do everything that we can. We are sanitizing the pews, by the way, uh, before you get here, and uh, we're just trying to do everything that we can. Please try to be as patient uh, as you can, and... Uh, we're going to try to keep meeting as, as long as, as we can. It is really good that things come together the way they do, and the songs that Mark led this morning, the prayer that Bobby Collier uh, led us in, uh, really, really fall right in line with my lesson this morning. I've been trying to do timely messages, uh, uh, based on what we're looking at uh, every day in our world. The lesson today is about peace and getting along together. And the song service and the prayer were about those things. This, les this lesson begins in Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12 and in verse 17. The Apostle Paul writes there, Repay no one evil for evil. Have regard for good things, he says, in the sight of all men. And if it be possible, as much as depends on you, live peaceably with all men. He goes on and says, Beloved, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to wrath. For it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Therefore, if your enemy's hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him a drink. For in so doing, you will heap coals of fire on his head. And verse 21 tells us, Do not be overcome with evil, but overcome evil with good. And so God would have us to be peaceable and to, to get along with others. And that should be a very easy thing to do. But the truth is, we've got to work at it. It's not always easy. It takes some give and take from everybody. 
We won't get our way every single time. Husbands and wives, parents and children, neighbors, co-workers have got to be working at getting along together. Two words that are that are lacking in our society today. One is willing. Willing to get along. The other is trying. Trying to get along. I'm sorry to say that everybody in our day is just not doing that. Being peaceable takes patience. Being patient with, patient with others. Going the extra mile sometimes because everybody that you're dealing with is not going to be trying to be peaceable. And I know that even in just this first two or three minutes, I'm already asking a lot. I know I am. But as Bobby said in his prayer, we know when we do these things, we're trying to follow the example of Jesus Christ. In 1 Peter chapter 2, 1 Peter chapter 2, Peter writes this, starting at verse 21. For to this you were called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that you should follow His steps, who committed no sin, nor was deceit found in His mouth. When He was reviled, He did not revile in return. When He suffered, He did not threaten. But He committed Himself to Him who judges righteously, who Himself bore our sins in His own body on the tree, that we, having died to sin, might live for righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. And so, when, when we are trying to get along with everybody, and we're trying to be as peaceable as we can, we are following the example of Jesus Christ. And isn't that the, the very foundation that we say our religion is built upon? Following the example of Jesus. I doubt that any one of us can remember a time when the world was completely at peace. And, and I'm sorry to say, even right here in our nation now, we have struggles, we have, we have strife, we have problems right here in the USA. And, and it's all over the world. Just watch the news. This is a worldwide problem. And maybe in, in most of those cases, all we can do is pray about it. Pray that people will come to their senses and, and try to get along. But in our little corner of the world, where we are, right here in our neighborhood, on the job, uh, in our schools, we must be trying to be at peace. Pa Paul said there in Romans, as much as depends on you, as, as much as we can do. We can't control... What, what everybody else does. But as much as we can do, we must be trying to be at peace. Getting along with other people means that we might have to swallow our pride sometimes. Nobody wants to do that. 
it might be that we will just have to say, I was wrong. I, I made a mistake here. You know, it could be that sometimes all it takes to, to be peaceable is just a good, honest, sincere apology. I made a mistake, and I am sorry. I am truly sorry. I was the one who was wrong here. I am truly sorry. Sometimes that might be all we need to do. And, and nobody wants to say, hey, it was my fault, but, but are we trying to get along? One of my pet peeves is bullying. Just pushing people around because you can. I, I don't hate any individual, but I hate the act of bullying. Just running over people because you can. When you think about a bully, you think about that kindergartner who's bigger than everybody else and, and maybe they're pushing everybody around out on the playground. Or maybe that high school kid who thinks that by bullying everybody else they're making their self a look like a, a, a big shot. They're really making their self look like they're about this big. But, but they're young. There are grown-up bullies in this world. And they are the worst kind because they are old enough to know better. They should have enough sense to know better. And there is no excuse for those of us who are, who are grown-up bullies. There is no excuse. And I have known some folks who profess to be Christians who seem to enjoy pushing around their brothers and their sisters. I have seen it myself, and there is no excuse. And we have to be better than that, my friends. We've got to be better than that. Being a peacemaker can, can be more than just our own personal behavior. It, it can mean acting as a go-between. Two people that we know are not getting along. We might be able to, to mediate for them and, and help them resolve their, their differences. And I think we can say that when we preach the gospel of peace, I, I think we are promoting peace. If we, can, if we can teach people the Bible and we can convert them and, and make Christians out of them, they're probably going to be more peaceable. And so, and so preaching the Bible plays a part in this as well. In Genesis chapter 13, I, I think there is an example there that we can look at that maybe we can, can learn a lesson from. Abraham and his nephew Lot were wealthy men by the standards of, of their day. They had, they had herds, they had cattle, they had sheep, they had goats, they had camels. They, they were wealthy men for their day. But there wasn't enough water. There wasn't enough grazing land. Their herdsmen were fighting over it. So Abraham calls Lot in and he says, Hey, we've we, we got to put some space uh, between us. Our, our herdsmen are fighting. This, this is no good. We've got to separate ourselves. And so Abraham said, Lot, if, if you go that way, I'll go that way. If you go that way, I'll, I'll go that way. I'm, I'm going to uh, let you 
choose lot the piece of ground that you want and so we learn one thing that we might have to do to get along with people John is kind of let them have their way sometimes if it's going to be okay for us it, we're, we're all right with it either way just let them choose at the same time we might look at Lot's selfish choice. The Bible tells us that Lot looked around and he saw those well-watered plains down towards Sodom. And that's where he pitched his tents. And it wound up costing Lot everything that he had. He made a, a selfish choice. When, when we are the one who is in a position to choose, let us choose wisely and, and make a choice that benefits everybody and not just ourselves. Controlling our temper and our tongue is a big part of being peaceable, a lesson that I personally had to learn. When I was a younger man, sometimes I would start talking and I didn't know when to quit talking. And so that, that's, uh, that's uh, not, not a good thing. But James chapter 1 verse 19 tells us, Let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. I, I had to learn that lesson myself. James goes on in that passage and he says, The wrath of man does not work the righteousness of of God. I believe, and I'm sorry to say I've had some experience with this. You just got to make a decision. Just got to have a, a mindset that I am going to improve. I'm going to do better. I'm going to rein in my temper. I'm going to rein in my tongue. I'm going to do better. And it can be done. Again, if we're willing. And if we will try, it can be done. We just got to make that decision. And we need peace. These, these things are personal to me. That's a personal example. I, I had to learn that. And this one is also personal. It's very import, important to me personally. We need peace in our homes. In our homes. That, that's where it begins at. It seems to me, and maybe I'm just an older man looking back, but it, it seems like the world used to move slower. Uh, when I was young, it just didn't seem like there were as many distractions, uh, David. It didn't seem like there were as many places to go, as, as much to do. And if there had been places to go, we wouldn't have had a way. And so the, the, the world just kind of moved slower and, and, and our lives revolved around home. You got home from school, probably a chore or two to do. Your mama cooked supper and you sat down and, and ate together. You might watch a little bit of a little bit of TV and then you went and you slept in your own bed. Life revolved around home. Now, in the modern world with, with easy travel now and 
technology making our life easier. And, and most, most families have a little bit more money than they had in those days. And, and that's good. Th- those are good things. But, but it's cost us something. It's cost us the love of home. It's cost us, in some cases, love of family. And that, that's a shame. It, it should not be that way. And, and it doesn't have to be that way. If you have that home, if you have that family, you, you grab a hold and, and you hang on for dear life. Everything that you've got. Don't let go of home and family. Young people, if you have that, appreciate what you've got. Be grateful for it. Hang on. Hang on to, to family. When families are fighting and falling apart, nothing good can happen. It's always going to be bad. We need peace in our homes. And we can make that happen if we just want to. If we're just willing, we can do it. And the last point is this. Jesus tells us, you are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. In this world, such as it is, a a world that is getting darker because of sin, it's, it's getting darker all the time, Jesus tells us in the Lord's church, you're that light. You're the light in that dark world of sin. And so we must have peace in our congregations so that we can be that light in the world. Jesus tells us in John chapter 13, This starts at verse 34. Jesus himself says, A a new commandment give unto you, that you love one another. As I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this shall all men know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. Folks, if, if the world sees something else, Why would they be interested in us? If they come here and they see Bethel Church of Christ fighting ourselves, they're just going to think, I can get that anywhere. Why would I be interested in those folks? We've got to have peace in our congregations. Now, I realize that when it comes to to biblical principles. We, we have to stick to the New Testament. We want everybody to be happy, but we know we can't compromise this just to make everybody happy. But many, many times it's just a personality issue, you know. Two people just are, are just different. In our day and age, it might be a, a, a political uh, issue. Could be that there's one member, there's 200 folks there, but there's one who insists he got to have his way every time. That reminds me of Diotrephes that John writes about in the in 
the book of Third John. Old Diotrephes, <laughs> he was boss at his congregation. It had to be his way. John, John does not speak well of Diotrephes. We, we've got to be better than that. We've got to do better than that. Back in the first century, one of the issues that they had in the early church was, was food offered to idols. Now, those false gods, they weren't even real. You know, even the Apostle Paul told the Romans, we know that an idol is nothing. It's not even real. But those who worshipped those false gods at least went through the motions of offering food to them. And, and that, was, that was an issue in the first century if, if some of those Christians were associated with those people. And this is what Paul tells us about it in Romans 14. Romans 14 and verse 19. Therefore, let us pursue the things which make for peace and the things by which one may edify another. That, that's what we're trying to do. Do not destroy the work of God for the sake of food. All things indeed are pure, but it is evil for the man who eats with offense. It is good neither to eat meat nor drink wine nor do anything by which your brother stumbles or is offended or is made weak. We've got to be seeking those things which make for peace right here in our own congregation. We have got to set the example for everybody else out there by getting along ourselves. We've got to show people there is still a place in this world where people care about each other. People love each other. They're concerned about the well-being of one another. That place is the Lord's church. We, we have got to be that light in a, in a dark world. I think you can see how important it is that we be at peace. And in the Beatitudes, Jesus tells us, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Think about that, brothers and sisters. The children of God. Blessed are the peacemakers. They'll be the children of God. Let us... Let us be trying. And I know that you're probably like me, you're, you're looking around the world and you can't help but be troubled by it all. I, I am. I, I'm, I'm trying not to let it bother me uh, so much. But it does bother me. But, but I know that two things I can do. Number one, I can, can pray. I can pray for our country and our world. And number two, I can try to set the example myself and be at peace. I can be trying to get along with everybody. Let us, let us be trying to do those things. Be at peace and praying that others will somehow see the light and do the same. This morning we offer you 
the gospel of peace and the plan of salvation that it gives us. If you are not a Christian, if you're willing to repent of your sins and confess your faith in Jesus Christ and be immersed in the waters of baptism, you can become a member of the Lord's body this, this very day if you've made that decision. Perhaps you have been a Christian at some time but have, have fallen away. Repent of those things that caused you to stray. Ask for the prayers of the faithful and be restored. While we stand and sing.